You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today... We already know what the news is. We already know exactly what is going on in college football, and we know what's going on in the SEC. Let's break it down, and more importantly, let's talk about the games that you should be keeping an eye on if you are an Aggie fan this upcoming weekend, since Texas A&M will not be playing against Tennessee Volunteers. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media, at Mr. Cole Thompson. The names are right down there, right below. You can go follow me there because I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast every single day, Monday through Friday, we are on the Locked On Podcast Network. I appreciate the follow, and more importantly, I take every little bit of public criticism into consideration whenever I do my outline for these shows. And secondly, Locked On Aggies. Locked On Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man-related content found here on LOP. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day. Every single day is a Locked On Aggies podcast day here at LockedOnPodcast.com. So as we know, Texas A&M will not be playing their game this upcoming weekend against the likes of Tennessee. This is not something that should be taken lightly, but it is something that should have been kind of predicted I guess is the only way I can really say this because of when you look at the remainder of the tracings and you look at every other SEC school this is not uncommon in fact this is going to be now the fourth SEC game camps this week everyone knew earlier this week that Auburn and Mississippi State were not going to be playing because of the Bulldogs had very similar issues with positive testing and contact tracing results and then afterwards we found out that LSU on Halloween they went out, had a good time, and now they have starters missing games, and now they have starters that won't be able to be active, not only because of contract tracing, but because that they actually have it, and also because of injuries that they've suffered. And this is an LSU team that won the national title last year and is now sitting at 2-3 and three on the season because of they got boat raced by Auburn. Now, this means that Alabama, who currently is sitting at the number one seed right now after the upset win by Notre Dame in South Bend over Clemson, will also not be playing. And there is a very good shot that as of right now, we will not get this game in the SEC. But to make all matters worse, because of the recent testing that has been going on in College Station, everyone knew that Damani Richardson had it. Everyone knew that Damani Richardson was a player who did not travel this week because of COVID-19. Unfortunately, when they got back on Sunday morning, two personnel members, one player and one staff member, and now now two, also tested positive. So when that happens, they had to go through the entire process of getting everyone tested, missing practice, doing everything via Zoom, watching film that way, no padded practice, six feet apart. All of that had to go through protocol. And that's not a Texas A&M protocol. That's an SEC protocol. Giant difference between the two. After all that, and you see the numbers coming out right now, and you see exactly what's going on, the SEC in general decided it would be best to postpone this game for a later date. That later date right now is going to be December 12th, which would be one week before the SEC championship. Now, why is this important? Because Texas A&M has to now go 10 days 
without seeing a positive trace for them to be able to clarify and be, you know what, we're hundred percent good. We're all ready to go. We're built. We're here. Everything is going to be fine. We are all set up for their game against Ole Miss. Now I say all this because of now the chancellors and the school presidents are talking about possibly on that SEC championship game, which would be December 19th, that weekend also be a makeup game. So say that you were one of those teams, there's going to be 12 that do not go to Atlanta. You would then make up your other game that weekend. So say for a fact, Georgia does somehow come out on top of the SEC East. Well, then you can actually schedule on December 12th, Alabama LSU, and on December 19th, LSU Florida that was already postponed due to Florida COVID-19 testing earlier last month. So there's plenty of ways this can go about, but the biggest takeaway I look at for AM, by the way, this is also one more game that was canceled. Missouri and Georgia on Thursday morning announced they also will not be playing their game due to COVID-19 protocol meaning that the only real game in the SEC to watch for this upcoming weekend will be Florida versus Arkansas, even though Sam Pittman will not be coaching on the sidelines due to him coming in contact with COVID-19. Instead, former Mizzou coach Barry Odom will get the call, who's now serving as the team's defense coordinator. The biggest thing I take away from this for Texas A&M is momentum. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast. I talk about third down efficiency. I talk about teams playing it at a right moment, teams finding their strides and good good opportunities. That's exactly what AM is doing. And now there's a shot they will not play for two weeks. There's definitely a shot they're not going to play this week. It's over. They will face off against Tennessee to close out their season on December 12th. That's a done deal. But you have to look at what the momentum is doing. They scored 90 points in the last two games against defenses that actually are not bad. There is a difference. You did have the top defense in the SEC earlier this month when you faced off against the likes of Arkansas. You did not have the top defense when you faced off against South Carolina, but you had a quality defense. Will Muschamp's defense, especially in his secondary, has done an okay job for the Gamecocks. And you put up 90 points. You went 67% of third down efficiency plays, and then you went 75% of third down efficiency plays. You're also playing against a downtrodden Tennessee team that's sitting at two and four, if I'm not mistaken, or three and three, trying to keep their season alive. They just lost to Arkansas. You have the momentum to continue this drive of what Kellerman's doing. Two straight weeks without turnovers, two straight weeks with multiple touchdowns in a game. Two straight weeks of 100, 100 rushing yards in the running in the running back committee. Two straight weeks of Devon Shane, your freshman running back, making an impact in the passing game, making an impact as a third, uh, third down runner, third efficiency runner. You have all that. And while it does give you hope that you will now have Damani Richardson back for Tennessee at the end of the season and for Ole Miss, which, by the way, uh, Keldrick Harper played a fantastic game in place of Richardson this past weekend at that roaming safety role. It still stings because if you're not at the place you want to be. I talk about momentum so much because of I've seen it. When you're on a hot streak, you stay hot. And the second that you start to cool off a little bit, get out. Get out, 
try to try to find a way to be safe, be smart, don't risk it. Biggest rule in blackjack. People talk about it all the time. You can hit 21 five straight times. The first time that you bust, the first time that the dealer wins, slowly back out. Don't continue to put up these high stake prices because of eventually you're going to be the one sitting at zero. It's the same thing when it comes to college football. It's the same thing when it comes to Texas A&M. You're having the best run right now. And you don't want to lose that momentum. So hopefully for Jimbo Fisher and his staff, they continue to build with these guys and they continue to make this a quality week. Even though there will not be a game, you get an extra buy, so you get more time to rest. Good. Make sure that we're staying on point at the task ahead. Because again, I talked about this on yesterday's show. There is a trap game left for every single team. The trap game for AM that would keep them out of the college football playoff, that would keep them out of the SEC West Championship, they would not be able to even come close to winning the division, is next week against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is fast. Ole Miss has weapons. Ole Miss has an offense. The defense, you have to beat their defense. And anyone can beat their defense. They're one of the worst defenses in the SEC. But if your offense cannot put up points, so be it. Their offense will. And that's why that's a trap game. Lane Kiffin's going to be coming into College Station ready to kick some butt. And he has a reason to. And AM has to make sure that they stay the course. Because if they start to cool off, get out of that game. Do whatever you got to do. Run it 25 times. Run it down their throats and get out. The last thing you want to do is start doing what you were doing when you were hot, fizzling out, and now you're sitting at 5-2. and two. That's the last thing you want to do. Speaking of things you want to do, do you ever feel like you're always just on the go and you always have you know, social experiments, you have to always be around your family, your friends, you have to meet all these other committees? You never really have time for you. And that's the biggest thing about life. You need time for you. That's why when I have myself some me time, I always recommend that I drink an ice cold beer. And the beer I choose is Coors Light because it's literally made to chill. Coors Light wants you to know that during this pandemic crazy season, it is the official sport, uh, official beer of watching all different sports for the Texas A&M Aggies, for your favorite football team. And even though your favorite football team is not playing, that doesn't give you an excuse not to sit back Crack open a nice cold one and enjoy an afternoon for yourself. Football is therapeutic because of its quality me time. And with the Coors Light, it's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold pressed made by the great people of the Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado to make sure that they know that your beer is as cold as the Rockies themselves. I know it's the beer I always reach for, and it should be the beer you reach for. Go, go out and get your Coors Light in their new fresh delivered Coors Light bottle at Built. .cores.com. And always remember to celebrate responsibly. Guys, I know that we talk about ads a lot, but here's an ad you got to know. You always have to find a way to break through your walls. And what's the thing that you have to break through? It's meaning you have to go. That's why I recommend you use BuiltGo. Now, BuiltGo is a lot like, you know, the Built Bar that we talked about, but it's actually better because it's more like a five-hour energy. It has 1.5 ounces in the packaging, so you can put it in your back in your backpack. You can put it in your briefcase. You can put it in your golf bag to get through the back nine. doesn't really matter. It helps you get through the rest of your day, and it's so much like a five-hour energy except for the fact that it doesn't have that crash feeling. Now, it's natural to the body because it's filled with all the type of protein and collagen you need. 
Everyone knows that collagen protein is fast absorbing and it gets into your system a lot faster. Plus it's easier on your stomach acid. And in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, coconut, uh, coconut chocolate, and chocolate mint, you'll be able to get all the beta aline, B6, B12, 10,000% of your vitamins with just the right amount of caffeine. Go visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off of your next purchase. That promo code is LOCKED at BuiltGo.com. Break through your wall today at BuiltGo. Let's go. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, if we get your opinion on something, you love quality podcasts running your favorite sports teams. If so, why not listen to a Locked On podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, and highlight information to get you geared up and win your fantasy sports league. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify if you can't do any of that. Listen live every single day, because every single day is a Locked On podcast day here at LockedOnPodcast.com. Texas A&M is not going to be playing this weekend. Guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. They're not. It does not mean the season's over. It does not mean anything. It just means they're not playing this weekend. And they're sitting at 5-1, and one, which means they're in a very good spot to remain in the top 10, probably also in the top 5, maybe 6, of the college football playoff rankings. And next week will be the very first week that the college football playoff rankings come out, not the rankings that are used for the likes of the coaches poll or the AP poll. Completely different rankings. Completely different. But with this game not going on, this is an opportunity for other teams to kind of step up. And what I mean by that is you have to look at the SEC as a whole. And there are three really highly touted teams that will be in consideration for the college football playoff. Number one, Alabama, who 100% has earned it because they are the only undefeated team left in the SEC. Number five, Texas A&M. Because since their loss to Alabama, they picked up quality wins over South Carolina, over Arkansas, over Mississippi State, and over Florida. And then you have Florida, who even though they did go through their own COVID-19 protocols and problems, they came back and had a monumental game against Georgia in the greatest cocktail party in the South in Jacksonville on Saturday, getting a 20-point win. So those are the three teams you got to look at. Two of those teams will not be playing this weekend. One of those teams will, which means this is a big boost for Florida to, one, solidify themselves as the kings of the SEC East under the likes of Dan Mullen, which would be the first time in the Dan Mullen era. And two, it'd be a chance for them to close the gap on A&M, who holds the one position higher ranking than them in the college football playoff rankings right now. Biggest takeaway that I look at this is how is Kyle Trask and the offense going to play? We all know that the defense that was once ran by Todd Grantham is not good. They're not. They are horrible. There is very little pass rush. There is very little pass defense. The secondary at DBU needs to actually be under construction this year because of what we've seen. It's not a good fit for this team at all right now. But you look at especially what Arkansas is doing on offense specifically – They're having a good year. And this is a game where Felipe Franks, the former quarterback who was actually calling the shots for Florida before Kyle Trask came in due to injury in Kentucky. 
that he will get his chance to get redemption against the Gators. Now, of course, Sam Pittman's not going to be coaching. It's going to be Barry Odom. This big game for Barry Odom, who has revitalized the Razorback defense in a matter of weeks. They lead the SEC in turnovers. They lead the SEC in interceptions. And they've done a fantastic job really rebuilding a unit that had all the pieces there that weren't ever good under John Chavis and Chad Morris. Only difference between the two. Barry Odom's actually done what a lot of boosters wanted John Chavis, who was highly respected around the SEC for being a defensive-minded guru. He did all that in less time. So this is going to be a really interesting game. For Florida, it's can our offense still be as dangerous and as deadly, and can it strike at the right moments for us to stay alive in this race? For Arkansas, it's, hey, we're sitting at 3-3, three and three, and we have three wins in the SEC. Just keep that in mind. We have not had a win in the SEC in two years. And we now have three in this lopsided season. One against a team that was ranked in the top 25. And we really could be 4-2 and two at this point, if not for a busted call against Bo Nix. This is not a game to sleep on. Of course, there's other games that you get to look at going into this weekend. Don't. Don't do this one. And I'm sorry. I, I say this with so much love and respect because of I really do like what they're doing out in Cincinnati. But if you're going to compare Cincinnati. Knowing who we are is hard. If you're going to compare Cincinnati to the likes of any other team because they're playing against ECU, that's a problem. That's the problem right there. They're playing ECU. The Pirates are ranked one and five going into this weekend. It's not a matchup that you really want to see. It's not a matchup that I think is going to play any factor into their stats. They currently sit number seven right now in the college football rankings, and they're not going to get much higher. I'm sorry. I just I can't see where they get higher. Desmond Ritter's done a good job. I think the defense has played very, very well. But you're also playing in the AAC. You need a monumental win, and you've had your monumental games already against SMU, against Houston, against Memphis. Those games are over. So this is not a game I'd be watching. The game I would be watching, though, that does feature kind of a Southern style or at least Virginia kind of style would be Virginia Tech versus Miami. Now, this is a game that's actually in favor of the Hokies if you look at the matchup predictor presented by ESPN's Power Index. This is a game that has actually the Hokies, because of their playing in Blacksburg, winning 62.2%. It's a game that I do think Derek King can really solidify himself as either a Heisman candidate, as a guy who can keep this team afloat in the ACC. And both these schools are actually now back in consideration when it comes to the ACC playoff. Because if a lot of people thought it was just going to be Notre Dame versus Clemson, Notre Dame still has some games that they have to get through. They still have to play Clemson again if they really want. They still have to play Pittsburgh who is not a bad team with Pat Narduzzi this year. They still have to play UNC, and Sam Howell's proven that our team can be good. But this is a game I would be watching because I do believe that if you look at where Miami sits right now, which is currently ninth in the FPI index and in the coaches' bowl, they have a chance to really move up. ECU, again, is not going to be a team that Cincinnati can put on their schedule and go, oh, we beat the Pirates. Yeah, so did... Everybody but one team. 
Virginia Tech, even though Justin Fuente has not lived up to expectations, is a team that I do think has played a very nice role in being a spoiler. I think they could really be a spoiler for Miami, which would mean AM would likely stay ahead of the Hurricanes going into next week. There's a few other games I want to break down that definitely are going to have a factor into this upcoming weekend on how AM's rankings could unfold going into next Monday. Let's break it down in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network, Cole Thompson here talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and Spotify and listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. So again, this is going to be a weekend where it's actually not going to be in favor of the Aggies. The Aggies are not going to be playing, but that does not mean that you, as an Aggie fan, should not be watching college football because this weekend could help factor and decide what the remainder of the college football playoff picture looks like, especially near the top 10. Now, there's a team by the name of the Indiana Hoosiers. Nobody really knows about. I'll give you a hint. Indiana is actually playing very good football this year. They're 3-0 for the first time in, uh, what what is it, 40 years in Big Ten. They just beat Michigan. Substandably, they beat Michigan, by the way. And they beat them for the first time in 37 years. They also got their first top 10 win this season under Tom Allen in that overtime game over Ohio State. They're going to face off against the Michigan State Spartans. I think a lot of people know that Michigan State right now is kind of in a rebuild era. Michael Penix Jr., though, is the truth. When you look at his numbers, 750 yards on the year, seven touchdowns, one interception, what he can do on the ground. He's actually the team's second leading rusher. The team is averaging over 37 points per game. Michigan State is actually allowing the exact same amount of points per game. I would not be worried about this game if I was AM because I do think that when you look at the Spartans going into this year, this is one of those games where I would go, eh, yeah, they're, they're rebuilding. So I'm not going to give this a credit to AM. I mean, I'm not going to give this a credit to the Hoosiers. It's more so a knock against the likes of every other team. Another game that I really want to look at is uh, Ohio State versus Maryland. I think that Maryland is um, is a team that people are actually sleeping on. I really do. I look at what this Maryland team is and what Talia Tagovailoa is doing with Mike Sloxley shows that they can beat anyone. They went down to the wire against multiple teams this year. And even though they do have a loss on their record, which was – to Northwestern, they have two big wins over Penn State and Minnesota. So I look at this team, and you can't deny that they are talented. What is that level of talent? The problem is that they're facing Justin Fields, who for the season is 72-83, and has yet to throw an interception, and has 908 passing yards on the season. So it's not like he's also having a bad year. In fact, his completion rating is the highest in college football through three games, and it should probably finish as one of the highest in the league. Tagovailoa, six touchdowns, four interceptions, but he has thrown for 777 yards. The biggest thing that I look at will be the total yards per game. This is where Ohio State wins exponentially. They're getting almost half a thousand yards a game, 511 versus 429. They're just moving the ball well. They're doing a great job kind of figuring things out. 
But this is the one team in the in the Big Ten that I think a lot of people have already said, we're going to go ahead and put them down on paper. We're going to go ahead and say that if anybody out there is going to be the team to watch for, it's this team. Because they're the only team that, in my opinion, shows that they can actually contend for a Big Ten title, and more importantly, a college football title, with a shortened schedule. So any loss on the record eliminates them from having a good afternoon, which is why I believe that this is one of those games that could be an actual trap for them. Finally, the biggest game that I want to watch out for this upcoming weekend outside of Florida, naturally, is Notre Dame versus Boston College. Notre Dame got a big-time win last week. Nobody's denying that they did not deserve to win after the way that they came out and hung out against the number one team in the nation. However, you can say that this AM, I mean that this Notre Dame team has its flaws. And the way Boston College also played against this Clemson team, and they could have been the team that actually upset the number one team in the nation. Maybe this is the game where Ian Book's struggles finally come to bite him in the keister. Maybe this is the game where the Eagles can kind of hold on. I mean, they really do match up pretty well against each other in overall total yards, in points allowed per game, in points per game. Both quarterbacks are actually kind of very similar in their passing yards. It's the running attack from Notre Dame that I really think has made them a better team than what they actually are. But I overall look at this team and go, okay, Notre Dame is susceptible. And they're the odd man out, in my opinion. Clemson, you're not going to kick out Trevor Lawrence of the college football playoff pitcher. You're not. Not if they're, not if they have one loss. You will not do that. You're not going to throw out Alabama. And if Justin Fields is your front runner for the Heisman, you're not going to throw him out either. But Notre Dame with one loss, Florida with one loss, an undefeated BYU with also a Heisman contender in Zach Wilson, and Texas A&M with one loss, we have an argument. And with the one loss coming to, say, Boston College, and the one loss coming to A&M and Alabama, Alabama holds a little bit more weight, which would then mean Florida's loss to A&M holds more weight, which would then mean... BYU, being an independent, is just not going to cut it, which would actually play in favor of the Aggies getting in that fourth spot. So I'm actually going to be very interested in watching this Notre Dame game. I think Notre Dame is very susceptible, especially in the passing. I don't think Ian Book is a great quarterback, and I definitely think that this defense will allow points late in the game. So overall, let's take this game and circle it on our calendars because I do believe that even though they are number two, they are actually the number six team in the nation which would only mean A&M's actually either number four or number five behind Ohio State, behind Clemson, and behind Alabama. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Tomorrow's show, we'll be talking a little bit about the ball, so we'll still be wondering and looking ahead. What can we expect in the final four games of A&M's schedule? We will see you then, and remember, you know, this has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.